Hi, I'm Nora, and I love church. I, I hate walking away from the like uh, the time that Frank and I have spent on this, but I also know sometimes in life you have to you have to choose what you give your energy to, and you can you only have so much of it. And so I've just learned that in my time in ministry, especially over the years, that like eventually you can't give your time to anything if you give your time to everything. And so this is just one of the things I had to say. You know, I can't right now. Yeah, defund the church, rebuild the kingdom, ain't no doubt Time to wake up because the church walls shouldn't be there to keep people out Yeah, let's come together, ready for change, now is the time We are one unit that is under God, let's put an end to the racial divide uh, I gotta scream it out louder, let's rebuild the kingdom from the ground up Bringing unity in the community and keep the Holy Spirit all around us Yeah, yeah, defund the church, let's go Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Defund the Church I'm Frank here with Pastor Justin of the Belong Collective, and we're so excited you could be with us tonight. We have a great episode coming up. Uh, before we get into what we're going to talk about tonight, uh, Pastor Justin, let the listeners know why they should listen to Defund the Church. Yeah, Defund the Church is a project we started to discuss the reality that churches need to be talking about the hard things. We need to be talking about, you know, primarily when we launched this, we were referencing racism and the church's participation in racist systems and even propping them up and how we need to dismantle these systems. And part of that happens by us starting the conversation. And if your church is unwilling to have that conversation, it might be time to walk away. It might be time to defund the church. We don't tell you when the time is to do that. That's up to you. That's a personal decision. But for many people, the reason they won't have these conversations is because of money. For many pastors, for many churches, they know funding kind of gets lost if they say the wrong thing, if they, if they, you know, uh, approach a justice issue and actually give it thought and time and energy. Sometimes people struggle with that. And so we said, well, hey, there's also people on the other side who are leaving churches over this and who are finding just a great disconnection with the church. And so we chose this podcast to just be an encouragement to say, Hey, we need to have these tough conversations. And, um, you know, Frank and I have been able to kind of journey through a variety of conversations, many linked to race and some of the hard things that churches, you know, refuse to discuss. And part of that is also that the website has a lot of resources. Defundthechurch.com has a lot of resources for you to contact your church board resources for you to educate yourself, learn more, uh, all kinds of stuff. So that's what Defund the Church is about. And hopefully uh, you're growing as we're growing. And as we talk more uh, and discuss more together, hopefully we're all moving toward a more just and equitable church. Awesome, man. That's a great intro. Like I said, you can listen to this episode or any episode on, on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Podbean, or any of the major podcast platform. Uh, definitely uh, leave us a rating, five stars, preferably leave a review and share it with your friends. We really appreciate it. So uh, this is this is an episode that I, I don't want to say I, I, we begin with a heavy heart, but, um, you know, I'm not going to. How can I say it? But, you know, Pastor Justin um, at this at this time, uh, he will he will he will be stepping away from Defense Church, the podcast. Uh, not not the movement. I think doesn't support it, but I'll let him kind of get into um, you know his story behind it. But certainly, just for me, um, 
you know, when I got the news, when he told me, I, you know, obviously I was a little bit, I wouldn't, I would say crest, crestfallen. Is that a good, a good word? Probably a good word. Um, and, and so before I get into my reaction, um, just kind of share, you know, where you are, how you came to that decision and what you feel like the future holds uh, for you and in, in your ministry. Yeah. Thanks, Frank. So I am 100% behind and supportive of defund the church. Uh, it's so cool that God kind of gave me this vision for, I don't know that I would call it a movement. Maybe it's a movement. Maybe it's just a, 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 a way of processing what needs to be said. The fact that, you know, um, people will defund the church if the church says something about justice. Right. Um, and so like when the church refuses to say something, what does it look like for us to defund the church? That kind of idea just clicking in people's heads, I think, to say we need to have justice conversations, whether you want to call that a movement or just people connecting to the idea that justice matters um, and that we need to have these conversations in churches, churches that are of all different shapes and sizes and creeds and theologies. This is really important that we work toward a more equitable and just community. So part of my story is that I'm a pastor um, and part of my story as a pastor is that I'm bivocational and that requires a lot of, you know, time, energy, effort. Uh, you know, I, I coach CrossFit, so I coach CrossFit and I'm, and I'm a, um, and I'm a pastor. And so I have to say no to a lot of really great opportunities. Um, I was able to say yes to this when Frank reached out to me almost a year ago and we've made 22 episodes, not counting this one we're recording right now. And if this one's split into two, it'll be 24 episodes by the end. Like, so I'm really proud of what we've done together. And I'm really looking forward to following and listening to whatever Frank does from here on out. I need to prioritize my church family and my family family um, with my time right now. Um, and, and I think our church is doing a lot of the work of defund the church in the sense of we are a church working toward justice in our community. We are really um, discussing this on a regular basis with our community. So our community is making waves locally. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm still 100% behind this movement and uh, this idea that we need to resource people to take to their boards of their church, to their staff of their church you know, a call to say, hey, I got your back. If you get up there and you say Black Lives Matter, or you say, hey, we're starting a small group to talk about racism in the church. I'm there and I'm going to I'm going to stand behind you because I think this is necessary. And these conversations and the education that needs to happen needs to happen. So um, again, it's a, it's a, it's kind of a bittersweet thing for me because I, I hate walking away from the like uh, the time that Frank and I have spent on this. But I also know Sometimes in life, you have to, you have to choose what you give your energy to and you can, you only have so much of it. And so I've just learned that in my time in ministry, especially over the years that like, eventually, you can't give your time to anything if you give your time to everything. And so this is just one of the things I had to say, you know, I can't right now. Um, and I say that right now, because who, who knows what the future holds. And Frank and I are certainly going to continue our relationship. I, I've really got, we've never met in person. At the same time, we're, uh, we're friends via Zoom, like, like so many in the, in the era of COVID. And so who knows, maybe he'll visit Hershey or I'll visit him. And like, we'll, we'll get to know each other at some point um, in, in person. But, but, uh, but I'm definitely going to follow and I look forward to seeing what's possible. I think the church is at 
an, an important crossroads right here. You know, we're coming out of COVID. People are starting to meet in person again. And that's a large part of what's driving this for me as well is that, um, you know, our church is going back to meeting in person. We just met in person for the first time this past Sunday. That's going to require a lot more of my attention as we also desire to, to, to continue what we've been doing online, which has been pretty, you know, um, task heavy, you know, uh, on me. And then the, the reality of meeting in person and what that requires. So, um, so, but who knows, I, I might pop in every once in a while and do a guest episode with, with Frank as he's interviewing other people. Maybe every once in a while I'll pop in and he'll check in and see where I'm at. But, but I, uh, I, I'm, I'm happy to hand it to Frank. He's, he had this vision for this as well. Even though we were both in different places when we, when we had the vision for it, I do think God was speaking to us both and brought us both together in the way he did. It was, you know, a unique circumstance for sure. And, uh, and I've been blessed by it. And I think he has too. And so I'm looking forward to seeing what the future holds. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I think that's, that's so great. What you, what you said just about God bringing it together. I think the main thing is, you know, defunding church is about, you know, what God wants to do. I think sometimes, you know, we, we get caught up, like um, we talked about before we started recording about getting into a routine or routines and, you know, not that we were in a bad routine, you know, us recording, but, you know, sometimes things aren't, aren't don't last for, but for, for but a season. Um, and God is just saying, Hey, this is what I want to do in this season, but now I'm moving, you know, people into different places. You know, one of the things I was, I was talking about before we talk and I didn't want to use this example until we got on, but a lot of people read scriptures and we know Paul, you know, people love Paul, right? He wrote two thirds of the new Testament. We all know about his conversion, Damascus Road. I mean, I'd say that in some ways people actually do more of what Paul did because it was letters than what Jesus did by example. I, I mean, it's kind of crazy, but I say all that to say there was a, there's a part of, um, I don't know the exact um, chapter and verse, but Paul and Barnabas used to be, be bros. They used to ride out and, and, and they had a sharp, sharp disagreement over, you know, John Mark, like John Mark basically deserted them somewhere. And Barnabas wanted John to come back and kind of do ministry with them. And Paul was like, absolutely not. And they disagree and they split over it. And, and we're not, I'm not saying we're disagreeing. But what I'm saying is, does anybody think Barnabas didn't, didn't know the Lord? Does anybody think Barnabas isn't in heaven now because he dis, disagreed with, with Paul? Does anybody really, really think that? Um, and, and I say that to say that sometimes people, men of God, come together for a season and then they, and then they go their separate ways. Now, that's not to say I, I, I accept your offer of coming on anything like that. But what I'm saying is yeah. I'm giving a biblical example of sometimes it's not always doom and gloom. There, there is sometimes sadness. I mean, there's, and I'll give another example of sadness. Like when Paul, you know, um, you know, was in Ephesus, I believe Ephesus. And he said, look, I'm not going to see you again. And they knew he, what they weren't going to see him again. And, and they, and they weeped and they, and they held and they, and so it's okay to mourn the loss of good relationships and good people. Um, but what it's not okay to do is not okay to not move it forward. And, and, more, and what more importantly, what, what I think um, Pastor Justin was saying is that defund the church is something that God wants to do. And so, you know, right now the mantle is on me. Will it always stay on me? I don't know that, right? But right now it's, it's been somewhat passed to me. And so yeah. just in this season, paying attention to what God is doing and making sure that I'm hearing the call, answering the call. And it's not always convenient. It doesn't always feel good. It, feel, it feels good. Justin is a pastor. I mean, for me, 
you know, pursuing this on my own, just being just honest, full and transparent. It's like, he was somebody who I was like, man, even if I say something crazy, he's going to come in and clean it up because he's got two degrees, not just one degree. He's got two degrees. <laughs> he can come in, you know, and oh, man. Wild, he can come in and be like, well, that's not even what he meant. And, and so just, just, <laughs> just the, the amount of latitude that I confidence that I just had in him just from a standpoint of his understanding and his, um, you know, faithfulness. And, you know, he actually came on and spoke to, you know, I, have a small group that, that that's part of yeah. the church I attended. He came on it and, and spoke and shared great wisdom, great knowledge. And it's very important too, right? Because we're, we're, we're obviously being very transparent here. He's a, he's a, he's a white pastor with, who came from a, a fundamentalist background where a lot of black people would say, well, I can't trust a white person. Like, yeah, white person Christianity sounds good, but they're white. And so he was a great person, not to say try to show plenty, because I don't want to go the other way, how, how sometimes Black people are tried as a token, but just yeah. it was a great way as an example of what God is doing in one spirit. Like when, when everybody spoke in the same tongue, right? It was like, wait, it's, it's being poured on everybody. He sees the things the same way that we see. It's not just a, a, um, a mirage um, or, you know, anything like that. So just, just, just the excitement that, you know, we had doing the show. I, I, I think I just pray that I continue to keep that going. Just, you know, I, I felt like we had great energy, you know, when we were recording and we, we touched on it, like as Pastor said, a number of topics, a number of great resources. Obviously, you know, the website is still there, defundthechurch.com. Definitely visit it if you haven't been, if you've just been listening to the podcast, if you haven't been to the actual site, I encourage you to visit it and see uh, the examples, uh, some of the literature that you can read and get into um, and even the materials you can share with your church, you know, that's going to be continue. We're going to continue to have that out there. Um, you know, just, just as we also were, we're kind of getting, you know, ready and prep for the show, we were kind of talking. And one of the things that we also agreed on is defund the church is a movement, not just that it sounds, has a cool name, but there's a lot of things happening in the world that there's, there needs to be somebody who's willing to answer the hard question and step into the hard places. Because right now we're in a, I think we're in a, a crossroads in this country where people are following, we're, we're like, like and, and I know you can't use this, we don't always want to use descriptive for prescriptive things like that. But I think a relevant scripture is in Judges when it says, and everybody, you know, did what they felt was right. And, and I think that this does work because you're seeing a lot of that where it's like, well, everybody's got their own little, nuance on on this and that but here's the thing we all have different ways and all of our theology is not perfect but we have to get to the point where we realize if it's not salvific then it's not really an issue right like if if it's yeah. something where well you you know is it is it's is it sabbath on sunday saturday or sunday is easter really on you know this this is a pagan holiday is chris christmas christmas really is born these are things that are not these are things that Jesus talked about as far as being like the spirit of, of what you're doing. And, and Paul underscored in Romans 14, which is, hey, if your brother has faith and says that this Christmas day is Christmas day and he celebrates it like that, then let him enjoy that. Let him do that if he's doing it unto the Lord. I think we, we, we have gotten so caught up in just correcting each other to try to have the perfect theology that, oh, my theology is better than yours. Like our theologies are similar, but they don't line up completely. And, and, and our show would have been a complete failure if we had spent the whole show trying to line up our theologies perfectly, yeah, it would have been a mistake. Yeah. 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 And I, I, I think that's a really good point because 
one of the things you had said about, you know, Paul, it's like, there's no disagreement between you and me that's leading to this just to be a hundred percent clear. Like obviously in Paul's situation, there was, a, there was a sharp disagreement, which you reference, which I think you're just referencing that story to say, look, God brings about at times necessary endings. You know, that doesn't necessarily mean that those two people aren't being used for good things or that even this, what they did together wasn't meaningful and purposeful. And so um, the reason this is happening for us is all on my end and it's all on my schedule. Um, but as far as like our both unique perspectives and diversity of backgrounds theologically and, 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 and in life and racially and just everything, like I thought that was what made this very beautiful and different was that I'm sure there's things I said at times that you were like, oh, that I'm a little disoriented by him saying that. And then there's some things you might have said that I was like, oh, I'm a little disoriented by him saying that. That probably isn't how I would say that. But I think that's good. Like, that's good because I think too often we get in our echo chambers and we're never disoriented. We only get confirmation bias and we don't have to process that there's other people that believe. And then also, how beautiful it is to say, oh, look, we disagree on that, but that's okay. We both love people and we love God. And that thing is, that, 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 we, that we see differently, this is not of so much importance that we need to divide over it, right? I mean, I think the church is so quick to divide. And I think this is kind of what we're seeing right now with, you know, you and I had discussed before we got on with like Christian nationalism and this, this just idea of, of, of where our country is right now. I mean, I, I was on a, uh, an email thread earlier with um, uh, death penalty activists who are, you know, trying to abolish the death penalty. And, and you know, you have South Carolina bringing back um, the electric chair and the, and the firing squad. And today they just stayed the execution of someone's supposed to be executed on Friday. It's a Wednesday right now while we're recording this. Someone's supposed to be executed on Friday. They stayed the execution because... I don't know if the electric chair is not working or something's not right. Um, but, and they, and they said they need to prepare the firing squad. And it's like, we might have a state in the United States in the year of 2021, kill someone, execute someone by firing squad. Not as if executing someone by firing squad is any less of a sin you know, or, or any less murder than, you know, lethal injection or any of the other ways we kill people. But it just brings back to me, like the idea of like, okay, where do we see Jesus in this? And I'm, I, I'm fully aware that these people are largely in a lot of, and a lot of times maybe deserving of this have committed heinous crimes and, and people would argue they're deserving of this, but it shocks me that Christians are some of the first ones to say, let's do this, you know, and there, there's things like that, that it's like, these are things that pastors should be talking about. These are things of importance. You're, you're going to destroy a person. And when you do that, and you lobby for that, you don't think that's destroying a part of you. You don't think that's affecting your soul. When you are called to love God and love people, uh, I think we're called to radical grace. So it's like things like that, that it's like, I think defund the church as a movement in this idea, you know, we, we don't stop at defund the church. It's defund the church, rebuild the kingdom. Hey, let's rebuild the kingdom, not the American kingdom. No, no, the Christian kingdom. That's not of this world. It's, it's of something else. It's a, it's a higher call than any borders would create or any laws about harming other people. 
So I don't know. I, I think about that and I think, wow, the, the possibilities of where you can take this thing. Uh, wow. There, there's just so much even beyond what kind of got us started, which was, um, you know, racism. Uh, and certainly there's still a lot to talk about, about racism. Don't get me wrong. We could, you could, you could spend the rest of your life talking about that and you'll have plenty of content, unfortunately, but, but I just, I think, I think this is um, necessary. Churches talking about the hard things. And that's, that's why I just referenced like two things right there, Christian nationalism and, and, and the death penalty. It's like, wow, there's so much to cover, even just in those two, like so much to talk about from a biblical perspective, but also from like a, societal perspective you've you've got a, a lot of just opening up the newspaper opportunities to to weave theology and and church and and our world into you know what what why isn't the church talking about this why do we avoid these conversations you know i, I think it's necessary so yeah i don't know if any of that sparks anything for you but i i, I really felt that while, while you were talking like there's still a lot on the horizon, even though we've accomplished a lot, whatever this next season is, or these next mile markers are, who, who knows what's possible, you know? Hey guys, that's the end of this episode here. Be sure to check out the continuation on the next episode of Defund the Church. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please subscribe and iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and automated podcast platforms. And also, don't forget to visit defundthechurch.com where you can find news and information on how to support this movement and rebuild the kingdom.